Hey, I'm Daniel Colburn. And I'm Caleb Porzio. Welcome to 20% Time, where two coworkers discuss one programming topic every Friday for less than 20 minutes. Oh, what's happening? Nothing. Nothing really. Nothing really. Did I tell you that I, I'm sure you saw on Twitter, I ran into Jacob Bennett in Disney? <laughs> no, of course not. That's great, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm walking through uh, Frontierland, and I uh-huh. looked up, and I saw this this tall, tall gentleman with a Mickey hat on. And uh, I don't know. I was like, could that be? And I was like, no, he has four kids. And Hannah's like, one, two, three, four. So Jacob Bennett. And uh, he was there. And that was pretty awesome. I saw him. And I met his family. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yep. So that happened. Do you want to do a, yep, yep, a whole yep. podcast about uh, Disney? Uh, yeah, but we'll release it on SoundCloud. <laughs> a joke. Um, um, it's a, yeah, it's a podcast joke. <clears throat> What you got? You got a topic. I got a topic. I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about doing better, do good, do better. Okay. Uh, I want to open it with. At one point, you and I had consumed a piece of content, whatever form that would take, like a podcast or a conference talk or something, that was on productivity and things like that. And I remember both of us sort of walking away with two different ideas. Um, and I remember your reaction. So my reaction was, um, was, oh my gosh, that's awesome. I have so many like tips and, uh, so many, I don't know, takeaways and I'm all pumped up and I, you know, it's great. And then your reaction was colon. Oh, sorry. My, yeah, my reaction was, I don't like when someone's advice is just be better or do better. Right. Yeah, so I think that's interesting. That's an interesting take. Um, and I want to explore that because so <clears throat> recently I was uh, I was having a conversation with a couple programmer buddies and mm-hmm. they were talking about some things that they, well, some things that they want to do differently in their day-to-day and some things that they have been doing differently in their day-to-day. And they didn't really apply to me, but just hearing them talk about it started to like fill me up with this like do better juice and Mm -hmm. and i was getting like real excited and real pumped and like oh my gosh i could be such a better programmer than i am i could do better you know and yep and then i walked away from that and so here's my evidence that supports uh well first i'll 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 state my view my current view is that's all those things really ever are and i don't know if i could like as a baseline a do better thing that's just like do better is totally useful and awesome same like like with to-do apps you know like I've tried them all, yep. like to do different things and Pomodoro and what all the things, um, GTD, and the life hacks, the life hacks, the the like notepads, physical notepads, Wonderlist, Evernote, all the things, and they all work. Like they they all work as much as I'm willing right. to make them work, uh, and they all right. don't work. It works if you work it. It yeah. works if so. All of them work and all of them don't and. Uh, so I, I'm developing maybe maybe there's a similarity between that and these like uh, productivity. I, I think maybe maybe what you were criticizing is that they're sort of um, clothed in in like this is something unique and this is like a maybe a one size fits all or 
or some something that's actually like unique and original and is different than just the idea that doing better will make you do better. But I actually did better. So I've been in Disney, like I said, I've been on vacation and all these things and I've been listening to like podcasts and things like that and whatever. Enough time has like spanned between when I left work to when I'm back at work. And my first Mm -hmm. day back from work was like the most productive day I've had in forever because I had all this do good, like do better juice from all these Mm -hmm. do better pieces of content, even really cheesy, like, uh, you know, inspirational, um, tweets and I, I don't know anything, um, just like get me inspired. And I've sort of been just been going with it and I just hit the ground running and I had all this do better juice and I did so much better. That's cool. Um, yes, I don't think that that is untrue and I have had that experience myself. My issue was not that. So I think motivation is a very useful thing. And when you can get it, you should use it. If you have it, use it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. My issue is that you cannot depend on motivation, right? Motivation happens when it happens and it doesn't happen when it doesn't happen. And I have tried to it. Motivation to me is like when I was in college and I would like take an Adderall to write a paper, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what it feels like. It's like, I'm going to get this done, but like it's not a sustainable way to be a good, you know, intellectual or whatever you are pretending to be when you're in college right right like you can't you can't run only on motivation you have to have some sort of a a a more holistic approach motivation to me is like oh like i got motivated and when i get motivated i can always get stuff done right Mm -hmm. but i think there's a temptation and like you can definitely see this in like startup bro culture to stay motivated right and Mm -hmm. to like Make sure that, like, you're consuming enough motivational stuff to, like, never lose your motivation. Um, And it's just, like, motivate, 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 motivate. And it's, like, if I wake up one day and I'm not motivated, how am I going to get anything done, right? Hmm. If all that I know is, like, I have to be motivated to do well. And then once I'm motivated to do well, it's easy. But it's, like, the, the hard thing is, like, how do you do okay when you're not motivated right like if you're depressed how do you get anything done yeah or if you're just tired or like if you you just get more motivated the bright sparkly lights yeah yeah but like that that's not a science you know motivation isn't a science and like it's very hard to just make yourself motivated yeah yeah that that makes sense that clarifies your your criticism um that that is i don't know if it actually totally clarifies my criticism of the do better thing but I think it does for me. Um, I mean, it's sort of, it's a critique on this idea that motivation is something that builds on itself and that is like in some way like lasting and fundamental where, you know, it's, uh, where it's presenting itself as something that is, is that way. But then in actuality, it's just a drug you take and right. Exactly. um, But I, and I'm not saying I believe that because I don't think I do, (laughs) but I'm I'm clarifying (laughs) your point. Um, I, I, I just can't, I don't know. I'd have to uh, arrive arrive at that with my own experience, but um, sure, yeah. So I I did better. To me, like to me, what I actually want though, it, like I don't want um, like I want techniques, right? And I don't want techniques for motivation. I want techniques for like consistency, right? And like consistency is the enemy of motivation to me, mm-hmm. right? Or motivation is the enemy of consistency. Okay. Because motivation tricks you into a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. 
and it makes you not have to work on like boring tools to get your job done, right? Okay. So to me, it's like, like there are real tools that I have that have nothing to do with motivation, like meditation or like uh, writing right. down an analysis of my fears or, you know, like these are actual tools that I use to get the disciplines, over. Yeah. Well, but those, they aren't even disciplines. They're tools to get me out. Like discipline to me is like, well, I'm not necessarily I talking about want... discipline. Yeah, yeah, we've done a whole podcast, right. two podcasts, and this on conversation so is, can, a, is somewhat similar to that. Yeah, that you whole can go, experiment and uh, discipline. See our other podcast about discipline, which happened on Fits and Starts. There's times a two. book called The Celebration of Discipline, uh, and it's uh, it's a Christian book, and the idea is kind of like there's Couldn't all this. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's really funny. I, it's funny to me because I'm imagining how you're imagining this book based on that title um and and me reading it but uh but basically it's it's sort of like the idea that uh you know like in christianity the the fruit like if a tree bears like good fruit, like a tree can't bear yep. good fruit unless it has a good trunk you know so like this idea sure. where like i i had in the past read some of that stuff about like the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness just all that stuff and and like self control. Yep. Yep. Best one of all. <laughs> yep. Gentleness and self control. And uh so yeah, so I had like looked at all those things and then like a good Westerner looked at them and I thought, what what air what uh which of those things don't I have or where do I fall short? And then work harder at that thing, you know? Um and sort of the celebration of discipline is like, well, there's actually like a tool belt that that uh the like a tool belt of christianity including fasting meditation uh scripture reading you know all all of those things um prayer solitude uh, all of those sort of disciplines and like the idea is like these, yep. this is how you get better at all like this is how you feed the trunk this is how you get better at this stuff is like practicing these disciplines and not staring at the outside of the cup the fruits on the tree all that type of thing so anyway i'm drawing a parallel is it an apt mm -hmm. uh comparison yeah, I think it's similar. And like, uh, like, you like know, your, your a idea of, of consistency is like feeding the kits, trunk. Yeah. You know, a lot of my toolkits are taken more from like the Buddhist side of the world. But like, I think it's similar, right? Where it's like, yeah, I have to like develop. Like, I think everything has a, a reason, you know? And like, this is, it's basically comes down to like work smarter, not harder in every situation, right? Okay. And if there's a reason like if you can't get anything done today there's a reason for that right um and you could ignore the fact that there's a reason and only treat the symptom which is i'm not doing anything Take and that's how all. you end up right. with a bunch of, yeah and that or just like grind it out you right. know okay and like just make yourself do it and tell yourself like oh you're so lazy just get it done stop being lazy yep. or whatever okay. right yeah and like i think that is only treating the symptom because the the laziness or lack of motivation or like procrastination or anything are purely symptomatic problems. And I think we all struggle with them, um, but they're they're purely symptomatic. Of Can you do you have an example? Real. Do you have an example of one of the root ahead. problems, like one of the roots of the symptom? Like, let, let's yeah, say the symptom. Totally. OK, you got one offhand. Uh, yeah. Being hungry is a great one. Ooh, good one. You know what I'm saying? Or eating uh, too much and then so, being tired. 
Right, exactly. So like, or there's like the halt thing, right? Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Um, oh, I don't know this. Any of those things. Oh, halt is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If really? you're any of those things, you're going to have problems. Where is this? Where, where have you heard And those problems, this? Uh, I don't know, just around. Wow. Um, that seems like a, it, good, it percolates. a good nugget. Yeah. Well, it's like if you are uh, procrastinating, check whether you are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, right? Hmm. Um, and like this is why sometimes I end up in a Slack channel like having like some weird conversation, you know, like about like politics or music or whatever. And it's like I am procrastinating when I'm doing that. But what I'm doing is I'm recharging my lonely meter. You know, like mm-hmm. I need to like touch base with other humans so that I can like unload, decrease my anxiety level. And then that will allow me to get work done again, you know, or hungry. It's like I need to go like eat a snack or eat some some meal or something um, tired. Unfortunately, like usually the way I deal with tired is by drinking caffeine, which ends up like, you know, having negative consequences later. But yeah. Sometimes I'll go take a nap. You know, I do that probably once every couple of weeks. I'll go take a nap in the middle of the day just to like recharge my tired meter. Um, and like those are like core symptomatic problems or not symptomatic core. Uh, like those are the, that's the disease. Right. And yeah, the procrastination right. or the laziness or whatever is a symptom. Um, and so you can just. Cause sometimes you're working. Sometimes you're working so hard you don't notice you're hungry, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, you actually have to stop and pay attention to see, like, am I hungry? You know? Like, mm-hmm. is that is that what's going on here? And uh, you, so you can just say, oh, I'm not getting things done as well as I thought I should. Or, like, I feel like my brain's not really firing well and I'm making stupid mistakes or something. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, like, there was a bug that I should have found really quickly because it was a typo, but I didn't. You right. know? Yep. Whatever it is. Like... And you can just grind at those things and say, I'm just going to get it done, get it done, get it done. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Be better, do better, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you're going to... At the end of the day, it would have been better for you to go take an hour away, eat something, step outside, talk to, you know, a stranger in the coffee shop, you know, eat a fruit, and then go back to work. And you probably would have gotten more done in the same amount of time. So that... That's beautiful. I'm I'm clapping for you right now. I I love it. I think that's a great. Thanks, man. That's uh that's great. That is that's the criticism more well explained. Yes. That's yes. that represents your view. And I dig that. Um I I totally dig all of that. My thought always goes to, well maybe this is just a complaint about the situation we're in as developers who work as people who work that you always have to do that in secret you know like taking an hour off and getting the same amount done like you we have to work eight hour days as americans not necessarily as titan employees as people who work full-time right like we Mm -hmm. work eight hours and i've you know i've heard people say similar things to this but i've never seen it translate into a culture where you actually don't work eight hours you know uh well not as much in this country and not as much people who are like uh full-time employees right um and i think a lot of that is like uh performative and like in our case like a lot of it has to do with the fact that like we're billing right for time you know but like i 
Like if we all know that, well, maybe, okay. So in, in this scenario, in the scenario where you're tired, you're, mm-hmm. you're working tired, you're working hard and tired for eight hours mm-hmm. and you're like thrashing on a bug. You're getting a moderate amount of work done. You submit a pull request at the end of the day. Everything's fine. But you know, like, I mean, any any developer knows that when you, like, get your head down in a bug and you just forget to pull your head out and you start, like, chasing one, like, little road and it's ridiculous. Like, it's insanity how far you can go right. and not realize that you're on the wrong path or that you've spent way too much time for it to be even worth it. And right. that is something that costs business a lot of money. It costs you time and all of those things. But that is the, that is the more permissible act. That is the thing that is like expected and built into the system where the thing where you like say, you know what, I'm going to go have coffee with a friend for an hour. And then you come back and you have the answer immediately. Like how often for real? I mean, I've, I've had that often. Like, honestly, have you experienced yeah. that? Well, where, I mean, like, look at my, the last two days I have gone out for lunch with someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look in Slack, yeah, I'll say yeah, like, right. going out for lunch with a friend, and then I come back in like an hour and 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. Like, and you have I, the answer have instantly. It, right? Is is that just a thing that we just have to be uh, more knowledgeable about this stuff? And but but okay, so if you go you if you go out to a f- if you go out to lunch with a friend for an hour and a half, okay, let's say uh-huh. let's say you go out for a walk for an hour and a half. You've already taken your your mandatory American worker half an hour lunch, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You now have to, if you're billing a client, work another hour and a half, right? Sure. So. I guess what I'm saying is, okay, situation A, you work for eight hours and you're tired and you do bad work and that. Mm -hmm. If you work for situation B is you work for eight hours, you're sensible enough to Mm -hmm. spend an hour and a half of that doing whatever you want to recharge or whatever, some internal uh, problem uh, control stuff. And and so you miss an hour and a half of work, but you get more done. Um, And then option C, which is... Uh, you know, which would, I guess, be what would really happen in real life is you take an hour and a half off to go recharge or whatever, and then you put that hour and a half in at the end of the day. Yeah, well, this is the nice thing about Titan, right, is that our clients pay us by the day, um, and our bosses generally trust us to be professionals, right? Yeah, so that, that's that, the key. Right, but, but and, like, what that means for me is that, like, Sometimes if I'm going to take two hours or something in the middle of the day, like I'm not just going to like leave at five. Right. You know, right. And be like, oh, yeah, just worked like a four hour day today or whatever, you know, um, like I think I have this I, idea in my head that that should be a thing. What should be a thing? You take two hours off and you still leave at five. Yeah, well, I think it, and like, well, this is the kind of the other nice thing is that we have 20 percent time. Right. And so I know I have done this and I know other people who have done this is like if I'm having like a real bad day where I just don't think I'm going to like pull it together today, mm-hmm. you know, like say I had like an okay morning, you know, but mm-hmm. like, I'm just really tired. It's like four thirty, whatever. I might go for like a long walk with a, you know, get a coffee, go for a long walk, blah, 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 blah. You know, I might come back, like check in my code, make sure my tests are passing, do the basics. Right. Yep. And then leave. But because I have 20% time, like I can make up, those hours on a Friday or something and just like so like that's another nice thing about this company is that like there's a little bit of flexibility to say like hey like don't 
do bad work because you're having a bad day. Like, just make it happen. You know, make right. it happen. You've got all week to kind of do the math. Yeah, right. I guess the problem is that you still have to do the math. And a, and a disclaimer, like, Titan does an amazing job at inspiring a culture of trust and exactly what you're describing taking a nap if you need a nap if you're sick stop working go get better like all these things it's actually like unique and great in that way so as a as a disclaimer for anybody who's thinking i'm saying that titan is not doing what i want them to do um i think what i'm i'm trying to sort of represent like maybe just work in general like american work style in general um right that that sort of eight hour full-timer or even freelancer hour biller um yeah, maybe not the freelancer paradigm, but but basically I, I keep arriving at this problem where like at the end of the day, you still have to do the math. Like what you're describing is like, yeah, you put the hours in on Friday because you have 20% day and that's kind of like fluctuating. But like at the end of the day, it always comes back to time. Like time is always the metric. Why is time always the metric? Right. Well, it's it's not, right? But it uh, I had I took a continental philosophy class when I was in college and I walked into the this one lecture and the lecture was on Lukash and the reification of the proletariat. Um, and the professor said, imagine a world without time or money. What is the value of work? And we all tried to answer and he shot down all the answers very handily. Hmm. Um, and basically the things that, uh, people came up with were like, uh, how satisfied you are with what you did and how much of yourself you put into it. Hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and so like and neither of those is really quantifiable right right Right. is the thing and so like the um the idea that like you know what i did like and so one is kind of additive and the other subtractive right so one is like how much of me did i spend Mm -hmm. on this Mm -hmm. right which could be how tired am i afterwards how uh capable calloused your hands are yeah yeah, or how capable or incapable am I of like going and doing my leisure time now? Gotcha. You know? Yep. Um, like am I too sore from lifting bales of hay to like, you know, go bowling with my friends? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like in that case I put a lot of myself into that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the other is additive, which is like personal satisfaction, right? And uh at the end of the day, like things need to be quantifiable for uh for client work right like they're paying you an amount of money and they need to be paying you for something right right? and because titan doesn't do uh sort of like contract billing where we like commit to a a scope right and say you're paying us x amount of dollars for this scope right because we don't do that the only other option is to uh say that time is the thing and assume that our, you know, our people are going to be adult enough to like manage their own time, you know, and like do honest work. Right. Yep. But like we're the exception, right. We're small enough that there's enough trust that we can get that done, you know, and like we're selective enough in hiring that we like select people who are able to do that, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, I think there is something in the larger society that like, I don't, I think this experiment could work on a, a larger scale, but like at the end of the day, like he who writes the checks 
makes the makes the call on like what they're willing to write checks for. Mm-hmm. So you can't really address this. Um, you can't really address this from the perspective of like the management, right? Because often management doesn't write the checks. Management just implements policies to get what is needed by the people who write, who do write the checks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think that I think the fact that like uh, often it's not workers. Workers don't have a ton of input into their own lifestyle, and even if they know a way that they could be more efficient, they don't have a voice to right. uh, to bring that up. Um, number two. There's an entire class of middle management that doesn't write the checks and doesn't do the work and is purely uh, tasked with productivity. And so they do what seems logical but isn't, I think, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm coming back to that. Uh, I mean, you're, those are all, you know, totally valid points. It's 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 a mental thing for me that is just this idea that, like you said, like there's all like a series of because time is the most quantifiable thing, everything is sort of geared towards that, and we all talk about how that's not that's not the best metric per se, like in terms mm-hmm. of you know time can mean very different things. One hour of of good time is very different than one hour of bad time. Um, and so why are we doing this time thing? But we can't, I don't know. But then there's like, there's project billing, like you said, like contractual billing. And it becomes a better and better metric. The larger the block of time you're paying for though. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Like, yeah, that's if, a good if point. I was and that's, just, that's the day billing, like, thing, which I adore. Yeah. Day billing is day, better day, than hour and billing. day, half day estimation. Month billing thing. is better than day billing, right. you know? Yep. Like if, if we could just say like we cost, you know, X number of dollars per month and like that's the key. You get what you get and don't get upset. I think we're answering you know? the question. Sprint billing. This is my new ideal. Someday. Is this your new ideal? Yeah. Have you read the blog post I did about this three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um Ugh. okay, my ideal. I'm a freelancer and I bill by the sprint and you get me for the sprint and you don't get to say anything else <laughs> because I this is that the problem is that this is so well whatever we don't have to talk about the problem it's an ideal uh, well and this is that this I, is I the just thing, get to work though, is like the and this is the reason titan can do what it does right because we produce results and we are known to produce results we have flexibility right and if you were a freelancer who was known to produce results and you said listen the way i produce results is by doing this so i'm going to do that you know, yep. then you're fine. That that's what's up. Like how would that would be a hard sell? Like, uh, and and even the way, yeah. I mean, it is a hard sell. Uh, it's already a hard sell. The further and further, uh, the bigger time block you get, where you're not doing a contractual billing thing, where you're saying I will deliver this thing on contract, where you're doing, where you're saying I will work for you for this amount of time, and this is what it'll cost. Um, like mm-hmm. that that ideal, I, I imagine, would be extremely hard sell, but. Where I like, but I could think about like it I all be... comes with reputation, right? Like if you right, say, right, for it's... example, yep. Mark Zuckerberg was going to contract to your company, right? He would tell you what the terms of his contract were for sure, right? Like so, is he would say, "Hey, like, go ahead." Is that it? You you work like your your career is a sliding scale of reputation, ideally, and 
the further out, the further on the other end of that spectrum you get, where you're more reputable, you get to do, you get to work the way that you know is best for you. I think that's true. And I think that's true in a freelance perspective, but I think it's also true inside of a company, right? Like if I, if I even like, if at my job, like I'm able to prove like, Hey, I get stuff done in this way. And like, that's been more and less true at different points in my life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and different points in my time at Titan even, right? Like I've been like more and less consistent, which I guess overall doesn't mean consistent. Um, <laughs> but like I've been, you know, I've been like uh, more and less sort of dependable to be able to like kind of go off into a dark cave and come back with results, right? you know? Yeah. And I, I think I can see like the through lines there, but like uh, at a certain point, like, I think there are people who like, you know, once you can, once you have proven that you can be dependable uh, to just go and get the thing done, people don't really care how you do it anymore, you know? And like at a certain point, if you're good enough, people say, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, you know? Right. Like, and... I think I think that's fine. And like I think the reason that like we're uh you know relatively like successful as a company not only in like you know getting work and making money or whatever but like also at like improving the lives of workers is largely to do with the fact that like we have like a reputation for doing results, you know, like and a right. lot of that can- comes from like the work we've done publicly in the community and like you know, Matt and his book and, you know, our open source stuff and mm-hmm. yep, our sponsorships of conferences and all this other stuff. Like we have a, a pretty good reputation for like keeping it together and getting it done. Mm-hmm. And so I think that makes like potentially like a corporate client or something who says, man, these guys are doing something a little bit kooky. They're billing by the day. Like I don't get to tell them exactly what I need done in a certain amount of time. Like right. these types of things that like are a little bit kooky about the way that we do stuff. The fact that we have like proven results means that they have to, or they don't have to, but it makes them more willing to, uh, to give us the leeway to be a little bit weird. I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, definitely. Um, and that, that's all, that's all based on reputation. So I guess, I guess what I'm expressing is this, this whole conversation is sort of me, me coming to terms with, or, or I guess just, uh, yeah, expressing this ideal that I have that I'm sometimes aware of, sometimes I'm not of, of not really having to, to punch a clock and being able to do the things that people say is better that I know in my, in my heart is better The walk away for two and a half hours and go do something that like invigorates you. You come back, you do amazing work and that two and a half hours is totally worth it. Uh, and you don't have to make that two and a half hours up because you just do good work and that's what you do and you know what you need to do good work and you just continue to do it and do better and better and better but that's impossible because of quantifying and because of trust and things like that and so and because of the check writers and so the 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 uh collateral is reputation and uh well and that's the thing and you can get this is the this is the thing with reputation you can get credit for reputation like you could buy that two and a half hours on credit, even if you hadn't built up the reputation yet to be able to say, like, I'm just going to do what I do because, you know, I produce results. Even if they don't know you've produced the results, you can buy that reputation on credit 
But if you don't pay it back, there is interest. How do you, you buy know? it on credit? Explain that, break that down to me. Well, you can tell someone, trust me, if I take these two and a half hours, it's going to result in better work. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And yeah. then you can go take two and a half hours and then, you know, not submit better work. Right. Right. And they're going to see that and they're going to not trust you and they're going to not trust you more than they wouldn't have trusted you before because you told them to trust you and they didn't. So because you extended a reputation you didn't have and then didn't back it up, now you're in a worse situation than you would have been to begin with. Right. Um, but right, that, you that's can do the problem with extending reputation until your credit score gets too low. That's like kind of the reason it's broken is because it's based on success. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you're extending your reputation, then you have to like actually produce successfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which is just not what it's about at all. Because if you were producing successfully, well, that's the thing. You, yeah, I don't know. So, you, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you can produce successfully ahead of time, and then use the reputation you built by producing successfully to like say give me some leeway to do what i'm doing is there a space for not doing for not being successful for like Uh, in america well just in in this conversation like you you build up the reputation momentum Mm -hmm. and you have you know a a life of good reputation generally speaking Mm -hmm. um somebody hires you out for two weeks and then one of the two weeks you go off and you you need to recharge and you never never does anything good and you end up just not getting as much done and you under deliver and you do bad yeah so that hurts your reputation i think unless you do the work to make sure that it doesn't right and often what that will mean is like not charging someone for that you know and like i've done that uh in freelance times before like one time i took on a freelance project that uh i thought i had time for and i didn't you know And what ended up happening is that, like, I took way longer than I should have on this project. And, like, it got to the point where they were like, do you want us to just hand this off to another developer? You know, Mm because, like, Mm -hmm. you're taking way too long on this. And they owed me, like, $3,000 based on the time I had worked, you know. And I was like, yeah, uh, why don't you just hand it off to another developer? Um, At this point, if I calculate out the the time that I've put into this, it's like three grand, but like, I know that there's like extenuating circumstances and like, we had talked about this being like way, way, way earlier. So do you just want to like pay me for half of that and take it to another developer? And like, in that case, like I had given them more value than they paid for, you know, Mm -hmm. from my perspective. Right. So I got underpaid, but they got under delivered. So in that case, what I did was like, I offered to take some of that, uh, burden from them yeah right and that that works when you are a business owner right that's a different situation it doesn't work as well when you're like an employee with an employer but there are ways that you can do that that doesn't involve like well could you just dock my pay or something like that right right you can do similar things with like saying like sometimes it's just like okay it didn't work out doing it my way so i'll do it your way next time right or uh you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. right and so yep. I think I think there is room for it, but you have to you have to be willing to like if you if you, you know, extend yourself and it doesn't work out, you gotta be willing to take the lumps that come along with that. Right. Yes. So revelation for me. Confirm or deny. Go on. Or challenge or affirm. Affirm or challenge. Um reputation is the is currency. It buys rep reputation is what buys you freedom. 
like freedom is bought with reputation and to expect and then from that that uh, assertion you you shouldn't expect uh freedom at when you don't have the reputation to buy it and so if you're if you desire freedom and you think you're entitled to it because you might know in your heart that that's the best way to work but you're not getting it um you shouldn't feel like that's an injustice you just don't have enough reputation to buy that freedom and that's the way it works because that's the way it works what do you think right what do you think is that a is that an accurate uh, and helpful framework because i think that's the thing that that i i think that's what i need i i need mm-hmm. i need that's the answer to my question of everybody's saying and i know in my heart that freedom is best for me some people mm-hmm. it's not and it and and maybe for me it's not but i i like to believe that and i've ex- been in my experiences that freedom is good for me and uh if nothing else it's good for my mental health um and and to expect that freedom because people are saying this is you know better to expect that is not is not reasonable unless you've paid the price of having a reputation um, and then like you said there's sort of this mixture of things like you can also buy freedom with a concession or with uh, overextending you know like you can you can there's lots of different different ways to like change the formula to not just involve reputation but um like other yeah, other so, forms of collateral and, for the transaction. Right. And I mean, this does make some assumptions about the state of the world. Um, one is that uh, the person who writes the check ultimately has the power, right? There is another view of the world that says the person who provides the labor ultimately writes the power, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or ultimately has the power. Right. Um, and it's a question of whether there are more checks or more labor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so, you know, that that is what it is. And it doesn't I don't think it has to always be a power struggle, especially like in a place where people are conscious on both sides of the aisle. Um, and I think like we're lucky to be in a place where people are like paying attention and conscious and care about each other. Mm-hmm. But um, but I do think like I don't want to I don't want anyone to hear me saying from this that like the natural state of things is that you are enslaved until you earn your freedom. Right. I think you are free and you can choose to trade some of that freedom for money. Um, but as your reputation grows, you can trade less freedom for more money is my theory. Ah, Interesting. Can you explain that again? Yeah. So you're born free. Yep. Right. You can no, you can you trade your freedom for money. Right. And as you progress. As your you reputation increases, more, you can trade less, less freedom, freedom for, more, for money. more money. Interesting. Yeah. To trade less rights, which in turn leaves you with more freedom and more money. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And that, like that freedom doesn't, and don't hear me saying freedom is time, right? Because although it's true right, that no, like yeah. as no, you, you can, you can also trade like less time for more money, but like you can also trade like, just like process, like freedom to work the way you want to work or freedom to you know do do things the way you want to do them for you know for money yeah maybe it's uh like i bet there's a matrix we could make about freedom and well maybe the two axes would be free but i want it i want there to be a third like reputation money and freedom the more reputation you have the less freedom you need to get more money the more the less reputation you have the more freedom you have to give 
to get that amount of money. If you want less money, you can have more freedom with less reputation. You know, like I really think, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm seeing things here. And, I think well, yeah, like, no, and if you look inside of Titan, like there are different people who are motivated by different ends of that spectrum, right? Like there are people at right. Titan True. who are primarily motivated by freedom and less by money. Right. Um, you know, and Yep. You know, so I think I think it's uh and the places people go to work ends up often reflecting that, you know? Like you can go work at uh you know, at Google or well Google's probably not the best example, but you go work at Microsoft as like a senior you know, you can put in fifteen years at Microsoft and become like a senior engineering manager at Microsoft and make, you know, 250 grand a year. And that's a lot of money, but like you're trading a lot of freedom to work inside of a, a as rigid a structure as Microsoft. You know? Yeah, totally. That's uh yeah. This is good. This is really good. I dig. I dig a lot. Um that's that's yeah. I don't know. I really like that. I think that this has been like a, a revelation for me. In terms of understanding, I have that, some like, books for you. Uh, you send them to me. This, that's that's right. I, I laughed because that's a classic uh, Daniel move. Like, you know, I arrive at like <laughs> some like huge grand revelation. You're like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's this this, this thing that like people know. <laughs> you know, that's like a that's well, yeah, a it's story like of my the life. Foundation of the labor movement, right? Yeah, I suppose, but don't don't take don't take this from me. Like, let me let me no, arrive. No, I'm at glad this, you're here. Honestly. I'm glad you're with us. No, <laughs> but Everyone for real, like this this means so much to me. And like, so I can think this is a framework for me to think about all the things that I end up thinking about anyway, just in less helpful ways. Um, right. And, exactly. And like that, like that is what I want. That's what anybody would want: is freedom, mm-hmm. money, and reputation. Like. That's what you want, and to expect that to be, to expect that at the get-go is, and and to understand the trade-off so that you can realize that well, I could actually have the freedom I want, and you could do internal reflection and realize that actually what the meaning of your life is or what provides you meaning is freedom because you can travel and that fills you up, and money is actually not as important, and so you can then use your knowledge of that, that uh, r- those ratios or those that that system to, to uh, you know. Uh, increase or decrease one of those things and ask for a dock in pay so that you can have more freedom or work less or work more Mm -hmm. remotely at a more remote company or at a smaller company that pays you less, but you have tons of freedom and you can make all the decisions and yeah. Yeah. All those things. That's the thing, right? Is, and like, if you, if you have ever heard extremely wealthy people interviewed, it is not at all uncommon for them to say money buys freedom. Money doesn't mean anything. Money just buys freedom. Um, and while I uh, have a healthy skepticism of the validity of the perspective of the ultra-rich, um, I do think that that... And you know this because you are the Mr. Retirement Savings guy. You know? You know, like, your goal is to buy freedom with that, right? Oh, yeah. You, you, you've said to me before, I want to retire early not because I don't want to work, but because I don't want to have to work. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and I think that is, I think that is the sort of the American dream in a sense, you know, is the idea that like at some point you're going to overcome the need to sell the labor of your mind and body for your survival. Right. And like 
at some point you will be free. You'll be like truly free. And like to me, and I think this is the difference between you and I is like, to me, I'm focused on how much freedom can I have on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think you might be focused on like what percentage of at the, at the end of my life when I am dead, what is my percentage of my life? Will I have been free? Yeah. Right. So you're saying like, how much freedom can I achieve before I die? And I'm like, how much freedom can I achieve before I go to sleep? Yeah. Yep. And and uh, not that you asked, but but like my perspective on that has slowly shifted, which is interesting as like a, I guess, hardcore, like financial independence dedicated person um, sort of coming to that realization. I'll make another Christianity parallel of like this sort of pop Western Christianity that's really heaven focused. That's all about like you know, mm-hmm. formulaic how to get into heaven in three easy steps tracked on the sidewalk thing. And then there's the more like, uh, maybe I'll say like uh, Christ gospel message oriented Christianity, where it's more about like kingdom here on earth. And the, you know, the, the good news is not that you get to heaven if you walk through, jump through these hoops. The good news is that you have access to this on a day-to-day basis and you can be a vessel for that anyway but but that I, I don't know i see it as a very similar idea that like financial independence can become that thing that when you put it at the end when you put it as a something to do later thinking in terms of like well net freedom like maybe you're a like a christian thinking in terms of like net paradise it'd be like it would make total sense to sure, sure, sure. do crazy things on your limited time on earth if you could earn eternal you know paradise and so as as a, a worker, yeah, no, I you would, you I would do crazy the, things to, to do, to, you know, to achieve like after 30 retirement for the rest of your life. But it's uh it's a question of like, are those things worth it? And what is, yeah. Anyway, what are you going to say? Say it. Well, I see the same thing in like the mindfulness practices, right? Like there's the, uh, like whether, you know, you, you say paradise, I say enlightenment, right. But it's like uh net enlightenment. Does that mean like, there's kind of like the Zen way, which is like, just deprive yourself and deprive yourself and focus and focus and Zen and Zen. Right. Until you transcend. Right. And become enlightened. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and then there's kind of like the more like day to day, more like boring secular mindfulness, which is kind of more what I do, which is the like, no, just get a little bit of enlightenment in every moment. Right. If you can, you know, and like maybe at the end of the day, it's like you never actually become Buddha, but maybe you enjoyed being a programmer a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Word. That's another, like, that's, that's like a, a nature force thing or just, I guess, an abstract concept that you see pop up in lots of different ways, deferring happiness, deferring gratification, deferred. I mean, really anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And typically that's the weird thing is like in, in my, my religious thoughts i tend towards the don't defer mentality you know like it is much more unhealthy to like like i've seen the you know the effects of of that that like i you know like we both know that that really heaven focused flavor of christianity Mm -hmm. that swept the nation and is has become popular and or used to be more i don't know whatever but you know what i'm saying um Uh yeah and i've sort of like reacted against that and taken the opposite thing but then in my finances i take the other approach of like well why wouldn't you you know live like a pauper to buy you know your freedom in in 10 years so that you have the other 40 years of your life but 
Right, and then, but that, so but that you, you have the other lo- the other forty years of your life to live like a pauper without a job. Well, that's the thing, right? And so transcendent. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the whole mustachian thing. Is like, well, the answer yeah. is actually living like a pauper is better anyway. <laughs> like, hard work yeah. is what you want anyway. So it's mm-hmm. not like, uh, yeah, not spending on unnecessary happiness, wasteful things is just not better anyway. So this way of living is. Yeah. Sustainable, and you can buy your freedom in the meantime for fun. Mm-hmm. Buying freedom for fun and profit. Yep. Mm. We really Ooh. span the, the gamut. Is that a term? Can you say that? Span the board, span the gamut? I think we ran the gamut. Ran the board. Or we ran the gauntlet. Ran, we spanned the gamut? Spanned the galaxy. Um, With our proprietary flim-flam And we didn't even talk jabbers. about... Uh, I, I'm not going to get into this, but I feel like... Just to leave a little like uh, practical tidbit here, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what to do about this, but you know the the Kent Beck quote, uh, "Make the change easy." Parentheses. This is really hard. Uh, yes. Then make the easy change. Um, yes. I did that yesterday, and it's so crazy. I mean, it's one of those things that I hear, and I'm like, oh yeah, re- remind myself, like do that. And I I think I do it to a degree, just as becoming like a better programmer, you just do it more. But yesterday, like I was super intentional about it, like actually actually restricting myself from making the easy change until i make the change easy and it was freaking awesome so well and this this is what i i was actually talking to my mother about you caleb um and my mom really likes you and (laughs) she was uh she was listening to our fits and starts conversation and she was like that Caleb, he just loves discipline. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mom, this is his whole thing. This is why I enjoy this person. Oh. He, he, he's an enigma. Um, she just thought it was hilarious. She, she thinks you're great. Um, that is so but funny. we were talking and I was like, yeah, I think the difference um, between me and Caleb is that Caleb likes doing hard things and I only like doing easy things. And so I have to spend a lot more time making hard things easy. <laughs> Um, and Caleb's just pretty good at doing hard things. Yeah, I don't know um, about that, but I'll I'll take it as a as a thing. A, this, a thing it is. A thing. Yeah, that's uh that's something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I the something. reason I hesitate to accept that is because I I am a major procrastinator and I'm full of laziness and love to do easy things, but. Yeah, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to force you to be on a podcast without uh talking badly about yourself at least a little bit. Right. Right. This is good. This is a good conversation. I liked this. This is a really good conversation. I don't want to lose this. But I won't lose this. This is definitely something that will Yeah, it'll be like motivation. It'll just stick around indefinitely. Exactly. That's the power of motivation. <laughs> That is the power of motivation. The addictive potential. The, the great thing about motivation. motivation is that it's just cumulative. Every time you get motivated, it just adds on to the motivation you already have. More. So if you buy more, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the big hands. Anthony Robbins. If you buy Tony Robbins books and you read them all twice. You're going to be so motivated. Yep. Yep. This is fun. This, this is, is fun. fun. So Fun stuff. Yeah, I got nothing else. But that, that make the easy change and make the change that's been like... Make the change thing, you know. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Do I tweet this? It's been tweeted a thousand times. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to say it somewhere on a public platform. It's been said so many times, but it's so freaking good. It's so good. Yeah, it's very true. It's such a good one. And, well, and it's way better when you realize that it's not only about refactoring or whatever. 
explain. Well, it's not just about refactoring. It's also about life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So I, I sat down at a, at a table yesterday with my brother. Um, and I he's a, a HVAC tech. And there's a lot of overlap. Like, we can talk about a lot of... Th- I end up making, like, all these really ridiculous simplifications. Like, I'm like, well, it's kind of like when, uh, you know, when you're, when you're fixing a heater and you... Because <laughs> I don't know really anything about, like, the innards of... Uh, he- well, I... Okay. Of HVAC. Right. Yeah, right. And so I end up, like... Like, it, it would be like him saying, like, yeah, it's kind of like when you take a computer and, you know... But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I digest. He... Um, do that, you? That, I do. That's, right now? I I do. That's uh that's an inside joke with the wrong person, the wrong friend. Um Okay. But uh so so yeah, I'm sitting at the table and I'm telling him about this. I'm like, Oh, this is a super enlightening thing. I'm like, dude, like you make the the change easy, then you make the easy change. I'm like, it's kinda like I'm trying to draw parallels and he, he just wasn't getting it. And I so I, I guess I'm interested in like well what are what are areas that this applies to life? What are some things that like this this abstract concept applies to life i couldn't couldn't, like come up with any on the spot well it's exactly the same thing we were talking about before with the hungry angry lonely tired thing right the halt thing it's like oh right okay like roots first you make the change easy by eating right right and then Then you you make the easy change which is eating when you're not or which is working when you're not hungry dude you know this is some serious stuff (laughs) yeah it literally applies everywhere this is ridiculous is this is this one yeah. of those things where you're just seeing like correlations and things that are really strong and you think it's like No, I that's it, what I was saying. The whole conversation I had with my mom was not about programming, it was about life. It was about you know, I I my was whole wondering why you said that. Is, I was like I, I thought like maybe he just wanted to like go back to that for a second. I didn't make that no. connection at first. Yeah. Dude. They're tied together. Dude. They're the same thing. Dude. Dude. The universe is telling Dude. us something right now. Make mm-hmm. the change easy, then make the easy change. Right. It's like, make it easy to have a society where you can just be nice to people <laughs> and there's no real problems, and then just do that. No, 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 no. You make a place where you pay. Make a place. You pay money. To be nice. To have no problems. To have no problems. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, <sighs> interesting stuff, dude. That's That's one of those universe truths, I'm telling you. I think we just uncovered yeah, a nugget. There's that, a few of them. That's there, a universe a nugget that uh, that like you know it's a universe nugget because it applies to programming too. Yeah. All fundamental truths. There's of the another universe one. Apply to programming. This is one of my my main ones is don't try to change things you can't change. That's it applies to programming and it applies to life. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something witty about about that you remember my whole <laughs> my whole thing with the github api that we talked about a couple episodes right ago? yep yeah uh that was me trying to change something i couldn't change but that, that's what i was i was just gonna like draw a parallel that uh or ask you if that's what you're talking about like api wrappers like make yep that's like, that's what it is don't get too cute with your api wrappers don't try and change things you can't just change. accept the thing just embed yeah, the thing yeah. don't abstract mm-hmm. anything no, that's not what I'm saying. You know that's not what I'm saying. You got to accept the things you can't change. Change the things you can. Mm. Wisdom is another difference. Ooh. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Ooh. Ooh, baby. All right. All right. This is a good one. This dude. This is a good one. This is good. You know it's a good one because it's star. just a build. The whole thing's a big build. It's an hour long of build. 
from like kind of starting with a couple loose ideas about thoughts we've kind of had and then Mm -hmm. eventually getting to this head where we discover and uncover the deep fundamental truths of the universe yeah well there's only a couple of them there's only a couple and we're like one down so yeah one down couple to go couple to go this is cool man uh yeah i I had a very fun time all right let's put this out all right Shout out to Jared White for providing this music.